Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and on Star Cable. If you'd like to give us a call worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Ree Nolan Martin. And she is the author of The Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright, a novel about one woman's mystical experiences, which was released in November of 2009. She is the author of many nonfiction articles, short stories, and poetry. She has served as editor-in-chief of the now prominent literary journal Inkwell, published at Manhattanville College in New York. She also taught writing at the Masters of Art in Writing, that's known by the acronym MAW, program at Manhattanville, where she remains a member of the advisory board of the prestigious Dowd O'Gorman Writing Center. Reblogs regularly about mystical, ethical, and religious subjects on her website, www.renolanmartin.com, and that's R-E-A-N-O-L-A-N-M-A-R-T-I-N.com, and is also published on www.vibrantnation.com. Re, welcome to the X-Zone. Oh, thank you, Rob. It's great to be here. Tell me, writing, where did your passion come from? You know, it's one of those things that is so organic to me, um, derived from childhood and writing plays that I forced people to watch, mm-hmm. you know, from from the earliest times. So it, it really just is um, who I am. Re, you and I will have to take a commercial break right now, so please stand by. Thank you very much for joining us. And Exxon Nation, Re, Nolan, Martin, and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, before I go, I would just like to remind you, the members of the Exxon Nation, two little things. Number one, the X chronicles newspaper is available to you free of charge. Well, that's because our advertisers have asked us to distribute it with their compliments, and of course we will. If you'd like to get a complimentary link to where you can read it online, download it, not only onto your computer, but to any one of 16 mobile devices, just send me an email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com and say, hey, Rob, can you send me a link? It's that simple. And the Xzone store is wide open with, with merchandise from the Xzone Radio TV show, the X Chronicles newspaper, and Paragators. That website, www.xzonestore.com. Re Nolman, Nolan Martin is my special guest. Her website, once again, www.renolanmartin.com and www.vibrantnation.com. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away. God. 
That brings back memories. Donnie and Marie from way back when. The Donnie and Marie Show. My goodness. How many years ago was that, Craig? What do you mean you weren't born yet? Huh. Nice kid. Ree Nolan Martin's our special guest. She's the author of The Subline Transformation of Vera Wright. Her website is www.renolanmartin.com and www.vibrantnation.com. Re, your novel, The Subline Transformation of Vera Wright, is about the mystical experiences of ordinary people. Uh, was this written kind of a mystical autobiography by any chance? Well, I guess I guess um, almost anything that an author does is you know comes from um, personal experience in a, in, in a way. Mm-hmm. But, um, the experiences that Vera has um, in this book, in this story, are familiar ones to me, but they're not exactly um, something that happened to me. I definitely use um, storylines mm-hmm. uh, that, that I'm familiar with. So obviously you believe in unseen mystical worlds. Now, do you think that people are becoming more mystical or that the mystical world is revealing itself more and more and more? I definitely um, feel both of those things. I think that we are in uh, a time period that is very special and Mm -hmm. where people are beginning to awaken um, to the mystical world because of all kinds of signs that are being um, revealed to them on the other side as well. So, yes, it's an exciting time to be alive. Do you think that people are also searching for answers that they can't seem to get from the established establishment, and this is why so many more are turning to the world of mysticism? I think that that's definitely part of it, but um, in the evolution of our consciousness has come to a point, I think, where... Uh, the unseen is we're inviting the unseen in in different in different ways, so that there are so many dimensions to mm-hmm. um, our decision making, and we can see something um, you know come down in in the political world or uh, in uh, different aspects of our earthly world, and know that there's um, much more depth than than is being shown. Um, by our politicians or whoever is administering to us. What was it but that? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of depth. Yeah. What was it that made you use the mystical realm in, in the sublime transformation of your right? Well, that that's a really good question because you have to ask. You know, you can write about anything, and most um, authors do write about uh, mm-hmm. ordinary aspects of life. Um, the mystical world to me is a very familiar one. Uh, you know, growing up in um, in the world, uh, you know, the religion that I grew up in was 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 Catholic, which is a very yes. mystical religion. So I'm I'm, I'm uh, very close to it, and I also have a lot of friends. I mean, it's funny you attract who you are into your world, and um, I know a lot of people who really are mystics. It's funny to hear someone say that Catholicism is is close to mysticism. I've never heard that before, and I was wondering if you could give me some examples. Well, 
you know, for instance, um, the saints, and and it, even going back mm-hmm. theologically to St. Thomas Aquinas, yes. um, he, he writing uh, uh, his Summa about angelic forces and the hierarchical intelligences that, um, you know, are in charge of us. And you really don't see that in any other religion. Um, someone had said to me on one of the Vibrant Nation logs, uh, blogs, um, Re, it sounds like you're so revolutionary in terms of the Catholic world. Maybe you would, maybe you'd like the Lutheran religion. But I really, the Catholic religion is the only one that is still a great deposit of the of the mystical um, faith and a believer in miracles and the unseen. Tell me, is there a difference between mystics and psychics? Well, for me, absolutely. Um, when I say mystics, I think of someone who, whose intention, at least, is to be in touch with the whole. And um, often, traditionally, we think of mystics as being uh, more connected in some ways to religion, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true either. It's just that they have an integrity of um, intention that is connected to, you know, uh, a God or to a spiritual force, uh, a benign spiritual force. And the psychic realm is really the fourth dimension, which is the, the lowest dimension. So I think that all of us really have psychic abilities, uh, but some people get stuck there, and, and that's, where, that's what informs them in all of their decision-making, when in fact it's just one segment of a much, much larger puzzle. Do you think that it's possible in today's fast-moving age and uh, with, the, with the information highway going wider and wider and wider each and every day that one day mysticism may replace religion? I think it's possible. And, and also, um, I, I, I think that what you were saying about um, technology, mm-hmm. that right now it's machine to machine and our communication is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then eventually I think it will just be mind to mind. I think it's just a matter of time that that will happen. And as far as the um, mysticism replacing religion, I think religion is sort of shrinking yeah. in, in terms of its absolutism, and it's becoming more democratic. Um, I think it's just, just becoming very obvious that the secular aspect of, of, um, of light and the concept of light as our source mm-hmm. is less um, problematic in, in terms of creating defensive um, behavior um, it, it, from the absolutism of religion to religion to religion. So, yes. Do you believe that there are mystics and teachers among us right now who are as spiritually powered as the biblical prophets and saints? I absolutely do. Um, I think that the aphorism, when you're ready to learn, your teacher will appear, Mm -hmm. is extremely true. You present yourself at a certain frequency and and with good intention, and, and somebody will be there to teach you. So... I think that there are definitely very powerful um, prophets and saints in our world right now. Um, But as in the world at large, it it has been democratized. So, um, you know, instead of, as in religion, where, where we're told from the top down, this great rumbling of consciousness is rising from the bottom up. And I, and I also believe that 
religions in the past have been limited by a kind of a victim consciousness. And um, I think that that's going to uh, fade away as people recognize that we're all looking for the same exact thing. If we're all looking for the exact same thing, how come we're having such a hard time trying to find it? <laughs> I know. Well, I think that um, there's a wonderful book that Karen Armstrong wrote called, um, uh, let's see, she's written so many. The one I'm thinking of now is The Case for God. And she does talk about um, that absolutism of, of believing that only what you say is, is right, mm-hmm. um, of forming basically false belief systems that eliminate anybody else's thought. Uh, it, it is a relatively new in modern times, in the, in the late 1800s. Um, it started and, uh, and advanced to an absolutism that um, requires you to believe literally in every single word of sacred texts, when in fact those texts in their time were written symbolically. Exactly. So I think we have to... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say exactly, and plus, who knows what was left out during the during the great debates at the Council of Nicaea. You know, Nicaea, who knows? Yeah, many and much was, in yeah. fact, because um, getting back to that in, in St. Augustine's time, um, you know, he was the first one to uh, imbue the whole concept of women um, being the temptresses onto the paradise myth, mm-hmm. which the paradise myth has been prevalent and present in, in every sacred text and every culture since the beginning of time. So it's, it's almost inscribed in our psyches that, that there was a paradise. So and when I say myth, I don't mean it as an untruth. Mm-hmm. I mean it really as a truth. Why do you think? Uh, why do you think throughout the ages women have received such a bad rap in the Bible and other other philosophies? Well, again, that's culture, and so that's why the sacred texts, if they're real, have had to be written symbolically. Mm-hmm. Our linear language really could not um, do justice to to our sacred source. So we use symbolic language, and and women. Um, culturally were, were home. They were not educated until a certain period of time in history. Uh, when women started becoming educated, that, that started breaking down a lot of those cultures. But if you're looking at sacred texts being eternal, they should survive that. Mm-hmm. The reason they're not surviving that is because we're looking at them literally. And, it makes, and it, they don't make sense anymore when you look at them literally and you apply them to women. You know why I was asking a guest earlier tonight, what would happen if the same events that were said to have happened in biblical times happened today? How different would the Bible have been written? You know, I, I, I love that, Rob, because um, the book that I wrote, The Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright, actually mm-hmm. does challenge those exact thoughts. What I have happening in today's um, arena with ordinary people having these unbelievable miracles occur um, and, and bilocations and other very mystical events that are documented in the Bible and documented in all of sacred history, um, I think that people have stopped believing that those things can happen. Reed, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news. Exo Nation, Reed Nolan Martin is our very special guest. She's the author of The Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright. 
two websites, www.renolanmartin.com. That's R-E-A-N-O-L-A-N-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. And www.vibrantnation.com. Rhea and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com Nation, welcome back, everyone. Re Nolman, no, let's try this again. Re Nolman, Nolan Martin is our special guest. Note to self: don't take cough drop and then try to say somebody's name. Re Nolan Martin is our special guest this hour. She's the author of the Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright. Two websites: renolanmartin.com and www.vibrantnation.com. Rhea, before we you know, went to the break, we were talking about what if the Bible events did not happen two, three, four thousand years ago, but happened to, today, this very day. You know, I can only, I can't even imagine what the differences would be. Would we look at these these angelic figures as extraterrestrials? Would we really look at the miracles that were supposed to have happened as miracles or would our sciences allow us to have a better understanding that they could have been acts of uh, acts of nature and how do you think re this would have affected humanity well that's that's a lot um a loaded question i think um that science uh definitely has come to a point and i'm mm-hmm. not sure that that it's common popular science, but, you know, as opposed to a universe, now we look at, in, in physics, a multiverse. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we look at frequency. Uh, we, we understand that there's so much that is unseen. Um, but there are still shocking events, the sun twirling in the sky and mm-hmm. falling down. We may, for instance, find a, a cosmological reason for that happening. Um, I think that if the biblical events of uh, the past were to happen now, it, it, it being a miracle and coming from um, that source, that they would still be miracles for us, and they would still inspire awe in us, even if we could explain some of them. Tell me, do you, like most people, find it easier to believe that spiritual experiences such as astral travel, levitation, biolocation, and automatic prophetic writing occurred in the past distance rather than in the present? Or do you think they occur to women more than men, or the reverse? Well, um, I absolutely think that they they happen now, and I think that they happen more than ever. Um, I think there's um, a handful of people um, who definitely have these experiences, and when I say a handful, I just mean relevant, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to to the greater population. But there are many people more and more who have these experiences and are really searching for people to explain them. Um, unfortunately, I think what happens is that you, we get into the spiritual world without a GPS or a map, and just as you can make a wrong turn, go in the wrong direction in, in our world, yeah. end up in a bad neighborhood full of thugs, so that can happen in the spiritual world, too. You can be hijacked in the spiritual world, and I think plenty of people are. Um, but all of those experiences are documented in, in sacred scripture and sacred text. They definitely happened historically. They continue to happen. Um, so for me, uh, yeah, I mean, I have personal experience with some of those things. And I do also know other really whole, not crazy, integral people who, who have those things happen. I think that they happen to women more than men. Um, at least women talk about them more only because um, they're, they're more open and, and our lives are more episodic. So if we don't fill them up with work and we fill them up with personal experiences and spiritual experiences, which I think women actively seek, um, you will see it more in that population. But I think it'll eventually even out. Where do you think people can actually go who have had spiritual or mystical experiences? Because like you said, people are looking, people are searching, but they really have no place to go. So I would imagine that if they can't validate the experience they have, they suppress it, and it's soon forgotten. So what can they do to to get the validation that they so desperately desire? And, well, I think there's one other point here, too, which I touched on um, lightly just before, which is that they look for validation Mm -hmm. in the wrong places. So I think, really, um, this is all an energetic um, experience. So energetically, uh, what matters most is your intention. So if your intention is really to grow as a spiritual person, um, I really do think the teachers appear. On, on the VibrantNation.com, I do put in 10 spiritual sites to, to help people uh, that can guide them in a, in a direction um, that I know to be good and integral. So, uh, you know, that's one place to start. You know, the Internet, as, as, as great as it is, I call it the largest septic receptacle ever created by mankind i know i know rob you're right it is and unfortunately there are those people who have no scruples morals or dignity that pay for a website and put nothing but garbage on there and if someone is 
is seeking answers and they end up on one of these sites, they get the wrong information. I agree. So um, uh, what I can offer is that if they go on the Mm VibrantNation.com and they look in the spirituality section, um, I do give them some websites. Uh, I do definitely recommend um, Karen Armstrong. Yes. I do think that I do think that the book that I wrote um, is is great at a at a um, an early level for people who are encountering the the heroine of this story encounters these things for the first time and, and is struggling with the exact same issue, which is who do I go to? Yeah. Who can help me with this? Do you think that the limitation of a person's beliefs also limit the possibilities of their experiences? I definitely do. I think that so many people have closed the door, and I think it definitely is a portal. It's a door. And when you say, I can remember one time myself saying, okay, uh, world, if you're out there, if, if you are out there and you, are really, you really can communicate in the same way that, that the saints and the prophets of old did, um, then I really want you to come through and I was very specific. I said I wanted to come through Thomas Merton, who was a, 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 um, a wonderful um, priest and an author whom uh, I had read much of. And I said I wanted to hit me in the head. I wanted to be a signpost. I don't want to have to wonder if it was real or not. And that night, I would, I because I was teaching, I was looking for an example of bad writing, and I was climbing up my bookcase. And I got a little bit um, wobbly, and a book hit me in the head. I fell down, and it was one of Thomas Merton's books. And it was also one of the books that he felt was his worst writing. And, and he had a fabulous sense of humor. So all of a sudden, I realized that, yes, if you ask, you can't believe what you'll receive. You just have to be careful what you ask for. My wife says, if you confess it, you will possess it. You will. And yeah. you have to know that so down deeply, and she said it very well. So you need to really only ask for those things which you're really prepared to receive. You know, when The Secret came out, there were so many people who, I believe, received the wrong message that, you know, I, I agree. You know, people were cutting up things from magazines, sticking it onto their walls, and then expecting these things to miraculously happen. Well, it goes back to to one of my one of my favorite sayings that that I've had ever since I was a kid the difference between a dream and reality is making it happen it's not right. going to happen on its own just because you cut out a picture of a Porsche put it on your fridge and look at it every day it doesn't mean you're going to wake up one day and find a Porsche in your driveway no and and thought precedes action rob but i did a blog on the secret also and um, for a long time, I've thought about what is really wrong with this picture and um, why are people so frustrated so that they don't really understand. And our thoughts um, have real form yes. in, 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 a, in a, the um, unseen world. And really, the, the fifth dimension is where thought resides, and, and science and physics um, document that. So... If our thoughts really have form, and the more we think it, the more form it has, and most of us are asleep, most of the negative things that we encounter out there there are of our own making. Mm -hmm. So if we clean up our own heads, and we clean up our own thoughts, and we take that seriously, then the secret will um, mean more, because we will be able then, after we've cleaned everything out, and everybody else has cleaned everything out in our mental neighborhood, um, we will be able to attract 
the kinds of things, the good things that that we want. Obviously, not something that somebody else wants to. It's, it can't be competitive. And it isn't as simple as somebody arising to celebrity status and saying that if she can do it, we can do it. Because everybody isn't born to be a celebrity. So there, there's a lot wrong with The Secret as it was um, portrayed. The simplicity is very oversimplistic. Yeah, it reminds me of what you were saying a few minutes ago about being, uh, you know, having clean thoughts and so on. As a Boy Scout, I remember one of the Scout laws is, a scout, you know, you're to be clean in thought, word, and deed. You know, and, exactly. I, and, I, and I think we teach our children that, but sometimes some grown-ups forget that. And greed or social status comes in and everything good goes out the window and greed sets in. There is a wonderful Buddhist text called the Diamond Cutter, and and it challenges people to um, look that carefully and precisely at the thoughts that you put out there and the things that you want and your ego involvement in all of that. And, um, you know, it, it thought word indeed was also in the Baltimore Catechism in the early Catholic days, uh, school days. And um, I remember thinking, oh, well, nobody knows what I'm thinking. I think people hmm. really do still mostly believe that their thoughts um, are, are only theirs and that they're personal, but they're not. Tell me, do you believe in God and angels? I do. Um, I believe, you know, for the secular people out there who, who um, shun religion, and mm-hmm. I don't blame some of them based on what's been going on, um, you can put it another way and say that you believe in light. Yes. You believe in, in light as the source of, of, of all matter, because mm-hmm. it's all just a matter of frequency. So, um, and if you get down to the end of it, you know, light illuminates and um, light brings clarity, then there's also, you know, your choice to be in the light or to be in the shadow, where things are murky and, and, and not clear. So yes, I believe in God, and I believe in God as the source of all light. How about angels? And I definitely believe in angels. I talked about so um, uh, Thomas Aquinas yeah. earlier, and uh, there's another book called The Physics of Angels that's been out for quite some time, and I, I unfortunately I cannot remember the author's name, but it struck me at that time how similar those two documents were. He talks about a hierarchical intelligence that, you know, actually is an intelligence that can communicate to you that um, there's an, the angel or the hierarchical intelligence of, for, of, of a river and then of water and then, um, you know, of, of the earth, of different nations, and it rises all up to the, to the very um, mm-hmm. pinpoint top of God. So angels are beings of light that um, are at different levels of um, frequency, absolutely. I, I think if my memory serves me correct, the, the physics of angels was written by Matthew Fox. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think. I think, and if I'm not mistaken, there was also uh, uh, a co-author, uh, Ru- no, wait a minute, uh, Rupert Sheldrick. That's right, thanks, uh, Yeah, Rupert Sheldrick yeah. is what I remember, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's amazing if you read um, even the short Summa of mm-hmm. Thomas Aquinas, um, and, and then you read uh, The Physics of Angels, how similar, they're really basically talking about the same thing. Tell me, can, can anyone, or should anyone, jump into the mystical world, or are there rules and warnings that should be heeded? Well, I think, uh, absolutely, um, people are already in it, you know, mm-hmm. we've we are, we are in the soup. 
um, when you start waking up, when you're, when you realize that there's more or you look for more, it starts opening up. And as I said earlier, people uh, get caught at dead ends. Mm-hmm. They, because something validates them at a very low level, they stay stuck in that level. And then ego can get involved and can attract all kinds of people because they um, have a certain power. So I think whatever you're looking for, the most important thing is that your intention be good and clear and humble and that you don't seek power. Because if you seek power, you might get it, and it might be, and it most likely will be in a very low level. Re, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this uh, hour. Exonation Re Nolan Martin is our special guest. Here's the website www.renolanmartin.com. That's R E A Nolanmartin.com and www.vibrantnation.com. Re is the author of The Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright. And uh, also go to her website for the uh, spiritual and mystical information that we were talking about earlier. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And uh, you'll be hearing me on the other side of this commercial break with Ree Nolan Martin when we return. Don't go away. Back everyone, Ree Nolan Martin has been my special guest this hour. The name of her book, The Subline Transformation of Vero, right? It's available, uh, let me see, I would imagine it's available at Amazon.com and all the other online stores as well as bookstores everywhere. Am I correct, Ree? Yes, well, um, the Amazon.com is mm-hmm. the easiest place to get it, and you can find that link um, at my website also. And that's at www.renolanmartin.com. And uh, ExoNation, check out a, a very informative website. Laura loves it, www.vibrantnation.com. First of all, Ria, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Um, what would you like thank people? You. What would you like people to 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 come away with after reading the sublime transformation of your right? Well, absolutely, that all things are possible, and to awaken to the idea um, that the spiritual world mm-hmm. is very real, and you know that we are integrating with it at this at, at this time. A lot of people talk about the end of the Mayan calendar, December the twenty first, twenty twelve. 
I see it, if anything, as a rebirth of mysticism and spirituality that this world has not seen for ages. What is your opinion? I, I don't believe in the doom and gloom prophecies. You know, Rob, that's great that you just said that. I, I absolutely agree with you that um, that we are, uh, you know, on the on the um, cusp mm-hmm. of a, a rebirth and a and a transformation. Which really, um, at the end of the book, there are prophecies in there that that sort of speak to the same thing. Um, as as our as as we become more awakened, as a, as a certain critical mass of us becomes more awakened although many, many things will conspire against that. Um, when it actually happens, uh, yes, I think there'll be a huge rebirth, um, and our lives will be, will be higher and, and of a higher order. Ree, we've just, uh, we're running out of time so fast. Once again, thanks very much for joining us. Let our listeners know once again where they can get your book, and please promote your two websites. Well, the, the easiest way, it, it's called The Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright, um, is on Amazon.com. You can get it at BarnesandNoble.com. It is in select bookstores. You can order it from there. But the easiest thing is to go to Amazon or to my um, website, which is ReNolanMartin.com, uh, Re spelled with an A, R-E-A. And, of course, they can also check out VibrantNation.com. Yes, please do. It's a wonderful website. Reed, thank you very much for joining us. A great pleasure. Nice meeting you. Uh, keep up the great work, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon. Thanks, Rod. Me too. It's you, a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine, Reed. Thanks very much. Once again, Exxon Nation, Reed Nolan Martin. Her website is www.reenolanmartin.com. The name of her book is A Sublime Transformation of Vera Wright. Amazon.com is the best place to get it online or her website. Well, that's it, Exonation, for tonight. I want to thank each and every one of you for sharing your time with us here, no matter where you are in this great big world of ours. Don't forget, if you have a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss, let them know they are loved because the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow. And until we meet tomorrow night, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Oh,